we uh, now return to the surge of pro-Palestine protests in New York City. On Saturday, the Ridgewood Tenants Union led a thousand-person march that highlighted the displacement experienced in both rapidly gentrifying neighborhoods like Ridgewood in Queens and by Palestinians at the hands of Israeli settlers. Joining us now to talk about Saturday's protests and more are two organizers from the Ridgewood Tenants Union, uh, Raquel Namuche and Lamise Beydoun. Raquel and Lamise, welcome to WBAI Radio. Thank you. It's great to have both of you uh, uh, with us uh, this evening. Uh, so uh, first question is uh, for both of you, uh, which is quite simply, if you can elaborate on why you all felt it was important uh, to hold this protest on Saturday uh, for Palestine as a tenant union in Ridgewood. Uh, Raquel, maybe you start, and then Lamise, if you want to chime in. Or maybe Lamise, sorry. <laughs> or however you all want to do it. <laughs> I think Lamise could perfectly... Um... So, yeah, go ahead, Lamise, because, um, you know, Lamise is someone who has been enthusiastically um, organizing with our group. We have a subgroup. Uh, we call it Richwood for Palestine. Yeah, I think um, uh, a lot of members of the RTU and in the Richwood community at large just really wanted to um, move in solidarity with Palestine and show our support from Ridgewood. And then that kind of snowballed into an idea of directly, you know, uh, drawing the connections between forced displacement in Ridgewood and abroad and, you know, in Palestine. Um, and then I also think it was about, um, letting the more conservative groups of our neighborhood know that the support for Palestine is loud in Ridgewood and is unwavering and, um, you know, strong. Great. And, um, Raquel, can you talk about how, uh, other, uh, tenant groups and tenant activists, uh, around the city are also embracing, uh, Palestine and, and Palestinian, uh, support protests? Yeah, I will say that, you know, every time I go to a direct action being organized by, you know, groups throughout the city, I always see members of various tenant unions involved, right? Um, like in yesterday's action, there were various members from RTU involved, um, from various, um, other autonomous tenant unions. And I think that's one way we've all been involved since day one. We're all engaging in direct action in solidarity with Palestine. Um, and in Richwood, we really wanted to give people an outlet, you know, others who aren't involved with RTU necessarily, an outlet to understand that, like Lemmy said, we have an unwavering support uh, for Palestine and we want the siege to end. And we saw at our march that many of our neighbors feel the same way. And it's one of the things that really moved us. You know, we were marching down Fresh Pond Avenue, which is like one of our busiest corridors, and there were women crying there were fathers with their kids waving at us in support and it was really beautiful to see yeah and um can you uh, just give a, a a little bit more of a description of, of ridgewood who lives there the the demographics uh etc for uh, our listeners who may not have uh, ventured out to that corner of queens before Yes, for sure. So I, I will say that a lot of people might not realize that Richwood is actually fairly diverse. It is almost 50% people of color, 
um, with a high foreign-born population. Unfortunately, our neighborhood is very conservative, you know, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. There is a very organized and militant landlord movement here who would block funds for public housing to come into our district, right? Because they were blocking affordable public housing from being built. Um, and these became, they were like our taxpayer associations and then they became our civic and homeowners associations. And these are the same stakeholders still dictating what happens in our neighborhood in Ridgewood. Mm. And, and uh, uh, Lamise, anything else you want to add about uh, the neighborhood you call home? Um, I think Raquel put it really, really well. Um, I think I didn't realize um, just how much Palestinian support ran through this neighborhood until our march, until we saw everybody's reaction. Um, I was worried that the, con- the more like conservative voices was- were going to be a lot louder. Um, so I was happy about that. And I right. think, and, yeah, no, and, I think, oh, yeah. sorry, John. Go on. No, no, I just want to say that, like, you know, one thing, another thing that people wouldn't realize is that we have um, a lot of Yemeni um, deli owners who were actually so in support of our march, even as we geared up to the day, owners uh, were telling us, yes, you can put blast, uh, pl- plaster your flyer wherever you want. And I think sort of like leading up to the march, we were really inspired by how people were standing in solidarity with us. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize how many uh, delis and bodegas are run by uh, Yemenis here in New York, sort of the stealth uh, superpower. Um, so, uh, uh, Raquel, can you uh, describe a little bit more sort of the, the luxury development that's moved into Ridgewood over the last decade uh, since you all started a Ridgewood Tenant Union and what that's uh, uh, been like as far as confronting that? It's been difficult, right? Because these are finance forces that want to dictate who lives here and who doesn't. And so organizing against that is a challenge, but it's not impossible, right? We always say you can undo gentrification, and that's what we try to do with um, RTU. We we organize so that we are able to fight displacement um, with our neighbors. And so one of the ways that we've seen our neighborhood change you know, in the last 15 years is more private equity coming into the neighborhood. Of course, a lot of speculation who um, drive out long-term working class tenants. And that is why we wanted to highlight in our march um, that there's, you know, you know, all these forces are out there. And I think Two examples from our march are our stops at Rolos, which is a new restaurant that opened up during the pandemic um, that is housed in a building owned by one of the landlords that we say is a huge symbol of how the gentrification has impacted working class tenants here in New York City. Um, his name is Kermit Westergaard. They own several properties in the neighborhood. He is essentially, we say, curing the neighborhood to fit his vision, and that vision does not include immigrant and working class tenants, unfortunately. And then the other point of our march where we stopped was uh, close to Richwood Tower, which is a development um 
that has uh, been in the works since 2015. And it's a 17-story luxury tower that has now been constructed, not fully completed yet, but it's still, you know, it's still in the works. And this is a development that we, since 2015, have been saying would be unsafe for our community, would drive people out. Um, and I think we were, it's, we were fairly correct in that, um, in, during the pandemic, one of the workers who was building the tower died, unfortunately, because of the unsafe conditions in the construction site. Mm. And, and at your protest on Saturday, a, a lot of the people who participated in it, uh, were, uh, younger white gentrifiers essentially who've moved into the neighborhood in recent years. Uh, how do you respond to people who say, wait a minute? How can you be protesting gentrification when you have people like this in your organization and in your uh, in your protest marches? Uh, uh, can you uh, address that? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe Lemmy's can definitely back me up in this. I think we both see the same things happening, right? There's a lot of newer newer people moving into the neighborhood. There's a lot of newcomers. Um, but we're all feeling the same pressures, right? Working class tenants alike are all feeling the same pressure. And, you know, one of the things that we believe in and with, with our group is that we don't want to create a narrative of us versus them because we've all got to come together to fight back against finance capital, right? That is driving all of us out. Um, all kinds of people hit us up all the time saying, Hey, my rent is being jacked up by 200, 500. Are being doubled, right? And that is immigrant or immigrant undocumented neighbors alike, just like the um, white newcomers um, into the neighborhood. Yeah, and I would just add that as long as these, you know, gentrifiers are, are coming into our neighborhoods, um, the least we can do is put them to work to mobilize them and to, um, you know, make sure that they are. Um, doing something for the neighborhood. Right. They can try to be more a part of the solution than the problem. Exactly. Right. And, and another aspect of gentrification uh, frequently is uh, more intensified uh, policing uh, real estate interests when they're trying to uh, jack up the rents. They want to make sure their sort of new high value tenants feel completely uh, uh, comfortable and, and will often, urge the mayor and the police commissioner to, you know, have more uh, boots on the ground, as it were, in a neighborhood. Can you uh, talk about that a little bit? And, and then sort of the the, the much more uh, aggressive and violent version of that that we see uh, in uh, places like the West Bank in Palestine, where you have uh, settlements that get set up and the um, occupation accompanies them. Yeah, I mean, I think we we think colonial exploitation right manifests in all kinds of ways. Unfortunately, I think in our neighborhood, one of the ways that we see it is that we there's more stops right from cops. Um, there are studies that show that in gentrifying neighborhoods, there are definitely more stops and more arrests made of people of color. And one of the things that I personally have noticed in Richwood, and I've lived here now nearly twenty years. Um, is that in the in the last uh, five years, 
where I've seen more and more um, gut renovations in buildings and like more like fancy boutiques and cafes opening up. I've also seen more NYPD surveillance cameras popping up on street corners. Like there's one right across, like one outside my street. And you wouldn't think that like they would put one on Summerfield and Seneca where I live, right? Um, and maybe I shouldn't say my cross streets on the radio, but... Um, <laughs> um, Block but- party. Block, yeah, block party at Raquel's uh, block. But, you know, it's true. Like, you wouldn't think it. But, like, around where I live is, like, one of the hubs in Richwood that is quickly gentrifying, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, and Lamisa, uh, before we have to go here, uh, uh, you're uh, a child of uh, Lebanese immigrants who came to this country. And we just recently saw a really chilling comment from uh Israel's uh, defense minister, or maybe more accurately, war minister, uh, Yoav Gallant, one of the top figures in that government, uh, uh, saying that if, if uh, you know, Hezbollah d- doesn't back down and uh, do what Israel uh, says it should, uh, that Israel could carry out a cut and paste uh, on Beirut, uh, just uh, replicating what they did to Gaza City, which was completely uh, obliterated and kill uh, many thousands of people. Uh, your reaction to that and what's your sense you're uh, hearing from Lebanon about how people are uh, feeling about this situation right now? Um, you know, I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, different Israeli officials have been making comments just like that, um, since the early weeks of the war. Um, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, Israel has as, long as its inception been a threat to all the neighboring countries. Um, and of course, Israel occupied parts of Southern Lebanon and has been bombing Southern Lebanon, um, since October 7th. Um, so I think like that is why we, or at least I see the Palestinian struggle as, uh, my struggle, um, because we have a common enemy, um, and um the second part of your question in terms of like how we feel i mean i think a lot of the people in lebanon are kind of in this like cyclical relationship with this type of violence where we see it come up over and over again right like this is not new to lebanon a lot of people in beirut can expect um any day that israel will bomb them or do something and it's um really a testament to their um, strength that they are to the resilience that like, despite that threat, they keep going and, you know, continue to um, reject this colonial entity. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's uh, I mean, I think we're all wondering what's going to happen next. Um, So we're going to have to wrap up here in a sec, but uh, um Raquel, uh, can you tell us more about where people can find out information uh, regarding the Ridgewood Tenants Union? Um, yeah, on our Instagram, just Richwood Tenants Union, we will, you know, this year we promise to have a functional website. 
Um, I also just want to shout out all the amazing, powerful groups that were there with us on Saturday because um, there are various folks from all over the city. Um, Hicanos Unidos was there and spoke, Crown Heights Tenants Union. Um, both of our tenant unions uh, were founded around the same time in 2013, 2014, um, and we're close allies and all fighting together against displacement in New York City, uh, Brooklyn Eviction Defense, um, Housing Youth Movement, um, all kinds of amazing groups. And if you all go to our Instagram, you'll see a nice little recap of our march. Great. And, of course, we have uh, uh, Amba Gagarian's uh, reporting on independent.org, uh, Pal- uh, Ridgewood Rises Up for Palestine. Um, just one other uh, announcement. Uh, uh, we've been in touch uh, with Jackie from the Ridgewood Tenants Union, who is going to help us set up one of our outdoor news boxes near the Seneca Ave subway station on uh, Myrtle, Myrtle, Myrtle Ave. And um, I, I know other members of the Tenants Union are going to help uh, look out for that box. And uh, we look forward to bringing more copies of The Independent to Ridgewood every month. Nice. And uh, <laughs> I thank both of you, Raquel uh, Nubuche and Lamise Bedun, for joining us on The Independent News Hour. Thank you, John. Thank you always, John. We left independent. Yay. All right. <laughs> Great. We'll be back with more after this short break.